You're not waiting to receive breakthrough. You are in breakthrough. You are in breakthrough. You are in your breakthrough. You are in your breakthrough. So be mindful what you say regarding your breakthrough. You are in your breakthrough. And you're breaking through it. And you're breaking through it. And you're breaking through it. Sometimes we know it. We feel it. We see it. We talk about it. And there are times that it doesn't feel so good. It appeared to look like everything is going wrong. And it's not that anything is going wrong. Is that God having us to recognize that we are leaning not to our own understanding. So we have to remember to recognize when things appear to not look so well. It is well. Because it is God. God wants us to recognize that it is him. It is him. It is him who's showing up in a way that we did not expect. He wants us to remember to recognize that we live a life unto him, unto him, unto him. So there's nothing wrong. Everything is right. Everything is right. Just got to come up higher. Remembering to come up higher in our way of thinking. Remembering that it is God. Remembering he's going to provide opportunities for him to show that he is God. Providing opportunities for us to remember how to speak into a thing. And that it be due to what we say. And that's what we see. Having us to recognize, to remember and remember to recognize it is him. It's him. You're breaking through your breakthrough. You are breaking through your breakthrough. Whenever we see or hear trouble news, God is showing us how serious it is for us to be seen and heard by God. We have to go out. We have to be heard. We have to be seen. How many people have been blessed by the God in you when you went out and you was heard and I was heard and I was seen, you were seen because they encountered God in us. So many people were on their way or feeling some type of way and they had an encounter with God and everything changed. They began to change their mind, change their heart, change the words they say and change how they live. And 
and it affects other people. God showed me something in Nashville, Tennessee. Someone brought it to my attention. They caught me. Pray. There was a woman who went to a covenant school when she was younger. And now she's in her 20s. She went back for whatever reason and shot three kids and three adults. And the police wound up shooting her down. So think about that. She's getting up, getting herself dressed, knowing what she's about to do and listening to the voice that's telling her to. Yeah, go get those guns. Go back to that school you went to. Yeah, that covenant school, that Christian school. Go shoot up some kids, shoot up some adults. That desperate to carry out demonic acts, not even thinking about her outcome. Am I going to end up dead? Am I going to get away with this? Not even giving herself an opportunity to deny Satan's demonic plan. She's getting dressed, getting the firearms together, already have a demonic plan on her mind and on her way to that school to carry it out and shot those kids and those adults and she was shot. But guess what? When she departed her body, she was entered into Christ's presence. Out of the body, we in his presence. She entered immediately into the presence in such a way out of her earthly suit. There is no escape from the presence. No matter we walk around demonically. Walking around hesitating or debating with purpose still cannot exit out of the presence. There is no escape from his presence. Was it created to be without the presence? Now those parents and families had to receive a phone call. Your child has been shot today. No, before that, you called. No, I'm not going to call. You called. No, I'm not calling. I'm not calling. You called. We're going to get somebody else to call. And they called. Your child been shot today. Sadly to say. Your child did not make it. And the parents sent their child to school. Right before the spring break. Not aware. See you later, sweetie. Oh, I love you, baby. To the adults, those married. I love you, honey. I love you, too, sweetheart. See you tonight, okay? I have something for you, okay? And get a phone call. They're not coming home. Naturally. Because they just went home spiritually. 
And we have to lift these families up all around the world, ourselves even. Because many people be angry at God. And they don't want no one to know they're angry because they think it's a bad thing because God is good. But they really question and angry at God. My child go to a crash that's gone. I didn't want them to go to a public school. I didn't want them to go to a charter school. I wanted my child to learn about the Lord. They ain't going to a Christian school. So how can my child get shot? Father, you wasn't watching my child. You wasn't protecting my child. Many say... Why do God allow these things to happen? And it's not his plan for them to happen. That's why it's important to be heard. Today I was lying down in a rushing wind. It was a mighty rushing wind that came up on me today. And it was very cool. And I know it was God because I had the heat on. And I see why. Because God is showing us how to not be selfish. There are people who need us, guys. They need us. They need us. They need us. They need God in us. They need us. (laughs) They need us. (laughs) Do you understand? They need us. You know how many people came to us and said, you bless me, you help me, thank you. There are so many others who need to confess the same thing by receiving the same God through us. I lift up these families, God, release your peace. I come against anger, bitter. Because some people get upset and they walk away from God. Someone I, you know, known for some time I worked with for years. When I was working, when I was working, we was working together for years and we worked so well together. And she used to always play around and call me Virgin Mary all the time. But I'd rather have that reason to be called that than anything else. That means I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But she knew who to call when something went down. And someone she loved so much was battling quote unquote cancer. And I'll pray with her and the person will be fine. You know, the report go good. Did I did something to go wrong? Whenever she mentioned, I know it's something else about it. 
I pray again. It go good. Next time it got worse, I prayed with her. She said, just keep praying. I just kept praying. I just kept praying. And I told her, watch what you're saying. I can speak it over you. I can speak healing over you, over anybody. Like you can speak over me. But if I'm going to say something different, I'm going to see something different. So what are you saying over there? It only take to be healed one time. Don't go from heal sick, heal sick, heal sick. What are you saying? Just by saying things like, I have the flu. Oh, well, that you do have then. I have COVID, but pray. Yeah, that you do have then. I have AIDS. Well, guess what? That's what you're going to see then. Hallelujah. So I kept saying to her, what are you saying and what are people saying over this man in this hospital? You better make sure those words agree with God. That's why you can't let everybody in that room. That's why Christ told the people, get out. And when I was in this village, I had to do the same thing. I'm in there praying over this baby who's bleeding out. They got him on top of this wooden box. And they're yelling and speaking the language I don't even understand. And they just screaming and screaming and screaming. I'm like, if you don't have faith in God, get out. And I didn't mean to get loud like that, but it was just too much. You're crying. I feel fear present. I feel worry present. I feel panic present in the presence of God. Get out. You understand me? We believe God for a financial increase. You keep talking about what we see in our accounts. Get out. You understand? Get out. Get out of here for a second. So you can see what God wants to do. That you're trying to keep from happening. Get out. Get out. They didn't understand English, but they understood body language. And they ran up out of there but one woman. They all ran but one woman. And this woman at the time did not worship God. And you could see it all in her face. Many would be afraid to go near this woman just by the look in her eyes. And she sat there and guess what? Received God. This incident that happened today and many other incidents that's not mentioned regarding shootings and abductions and all kinds of things, human trafficking. Now that right there is just, come on. Money is the root of all evil because it have us doing evil things to get it. Many of us, not all. What can I do to get it? And now that I got it, what else can I do to keep it? 
and get more of it. Walking around loving God and saying we don't care, but we love money. Can't love God and money. It's here to enjoy, not love. How can we love anything that cannot love us back in return? Cannot love food, can only enjoy it. Food can't love you back. God said, love the eternal things, the things that are everlasting. Enjoy the things that will perish away, that are not everlasting. Sometimes you got to tell a person, get out. When it's lack of faith present, lack of believing present. And I was like, God, you know, had so many friends. And we always hung out. We did things. Over 20 of us every day. So deep. And yet, we together all the time. Best friends. 20 best friends. And we all are best friends. Always talking to each other. Always walking with each other. Doing everything together. More than 20 of us. Every day. Then all of a sudden. I take a different turn. They start falling away. You don't do what you used to do. You're no fun anymore. Don't think you're better than us now. Don't come around here with all that. We know. And not even thinking that way at all. But some would feel if you change and they're not ready for it, they don't want to be around you because you want to keep on and I'm going to keep on reminding them that they need to change by them watching your life be changed and they're not ready to make that commitment yet. So I realized it went from 20-something to like 10. 10 all the way down to none. You understand. And I was like, God, it just been us. When it comes to a real friend, God is my friend. There's nothing wrong with friends. But it must be a real friend. I'm not a friend that would try to tell a friend what they need to do or not do because I'm doing something different. If I love you, I love you. And God was showing me what is a real friend. It was okay when I was doing what you were doing. But now I'm doing something different. You not okay with it. You were never a friend. And I'd rather afford to be this way than to be with people who are not a real friend. I'm not the one that's going to talk about you behind your back and then smile in your face. I'm not going to be a friend. I feel like I got to compete and compare with you. That's not a friend. That's not a friend. It's not always about what we have to showboat. I'm telling you guys. Because guess what? It's going to always come to a day and time where we got to use our faith. 
And it's going to show forth what we believe. Because we still live in this earth. And the realities of this earth is still around. So what is our response to earthly realities? I'm not going to become a dressed up fool. I cannot. Looking so holy and yet cannot even use my faith. Looking so, you know what I'm saying, put together. And struggling with believing God. Or trying to make matters happen myself. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I realize when you walk with God, it's a long walk because you're going somewhere regarding your personal relationship. It's personal. It's not for you and everybody else. And it's between you and God. <laughs> God is that intentional looking for vehicles and you know investing in you know different sites to come up with the nice you know the best vehicle you understand not currently getting pay stubs because I'm not on a 9 to 5 so that eliminates a dealership if you don't have the money cash right there in the hand you understand and just looking at different sites you know and just thanking God for opportunities that's coming my way to you know purchase my next vehicle and I just thank God that I'm not nervous to be out on the road after a trouble accident I was in years and years ago I was troubled by that I didn't want to be on the road with anybody I was scared I was scared even though I had to drive and do what I had to do but I would find ways to cope with that and that is not okay and I realized God knows what he's doing we can ask God anything and he just do it right there because he can then I realized these drivers that God has put money in my hands to sow in their lives they're starting to cry out to me now without even knowing who I am this man said I want to go home people all around the world I get drivers from I'm trying to tell you Ethiopia, Tanzania you know, Russia, Afghanistan, you understand? From Bollywood, India, from the islands, Africa, they, every continent. It's a place I've not even heard of. And this man said, I want to go home. I miss my family, I miss my home. But the opportunities are more better here. And that's why I'm here. When is it going to be someone that helped bring change regarding the nations that we can all come together on one accord? So we wouldn't have to leave our hometowns. We can stay at home and receive the same benefits, the same opportunities. 
And I said, you're looking at her. He stopped, turned around and looked at me. What did you just say? I said, you're looking at her. And he was like, well, hurry up. Hurry up, please. Because I'm ready to go back home. I don't want to be here. I miss my family. Hurry up. And that's what the souls are saying to us. Hurry up. I'm tired of being depressed. Hurry up. Help. Tired of being angry. Hurry up. Help. The world trying to diagnose everybody with something. And even have us try to diagnose ourselves with something. Bipolar. Schizophrenia. Bulimic. I had someone around me was cutting on themselves. With razor blades. Anytime your mind telling you that pain feels good, there's something wrong. Mentally, you have to shift that way of thinking because pain hurts. It doesn't feel good. And that person have over 300 slashes on their body, their stomach, their wrists. God brought a person around me who thought they are the biggest person on the planet and you can see their rib cage, throwing up everything they eat. And they look so pale and fragile. You are not big. Stop telling yourself that. You're going to feel what you're not. And it becomes a problem. Stop telling yourself you're angry. The devil is really trying to pull us back. We know what happened to Lot's wife. May not become a pillar of salt. You understand? But you cannot see forward looking behind. So we're going to be wherever we pay our attention to. You understand? Oh, magnify the Lord with me, somebody. God want us to be out here. And I mean out here and about here. I went to a place and when I got on the plane, it was a smell that kept following me and it smelled like onions. And I was like, I know this is not me. This better, this darn well better not be me smelling like this. I kept smelling myself. No, it's not me. Why does it keep following me? Why does onions, the smell of onions following me. And I just kept smelling myself. Hold on. This is not me. It's not me. Where is it coming from? My luggage is put up, you know, over my head on the flight. But now I'm off the flight. It's still following me. And then I begin to realize by Holy Spirit telling me, you're surrounded by a different culture who don't care for deodorant. 
is not a necessity. They'd rather spend their money on other things. And they told me that. Because they saw some of my things. A lot of the women. We don't buy deodorant. We rather buy food. That's our main thing is making sure that we all eat. We don't buy toothpaste. We don't brush our teeth. In this part. In this section in this part of the town. It's not a necessity to us. And I'm telling you. I begin to know where the smell came from. Oh, I get it now. And some of their gums have been rotten so bad and have not brushed it. Some have probably never brushed their teeth, period. And in their 60s, 40s, 70s. And some people I had to really not want to be around, but I had to stir myself up. No, you got to go around because the smell had me so nauseous that it was interrupting the purpose of me being there. You can see the gums were rotten and the teeth was coming out of the gums. God had me there to end traditions. One tradition was that a girl's head had to be shaved three times, bald, with a razor blade. And a boy has to be circumcised at 12, excuse me, 10, when he become a man. People don't marry for love they marry for conveniency. And a woman has no say so if a man come with cattle and money to buy her from her father. And in some of the other cultures, you can have more than one. And their marriage is not license based. So it's just like a saying base. So I can ask your father to marry you. Okay, we get married. Okay, without even a ceremony, you just my wife. I bought you. Now you're my wife. Now, if the wife don't do what the husband like, he can dismiss her. Go back to your father. You're no good for me. Go back. And they only marry, as it was said to me, to cook, to clean, and to take care of them sexually. Whether the women like it or not. And some of the women have been circumcised. So they would not feel any pleasure. They feel as though the pleasure should only be from a man. Now I've seen all this up close and personal. And God had me to end those traditions one by one by one. They did not have any medical insurance. Don't even know what that even is. Without a job, you don't have no assistance from nothing else. Without a job, you don't have anything else naturally. 
There is no Medicaid. There is no food stamps. There is no TANF. There are no loans. Without your income, you don't have nothing else. That's, that's simple. Simple and plain. And kids have to pay. Everyone pays for education. There is no child care facilities. It's just school. When you own up to go to elementary and it costs more than college. Middle school cost. You're paying for everything, even the uniforms, the desk, the walls, the chairs, the paint, the floors, the mop. You pay for everything to be in that facility. If you don't pay and you miss a pay, you kicked out. Somebody going to take your place. And without an education, you cannot be anything successful naturally in that country. Because they want to know what schools you went to. Women get pregnant. They're sitting around telling me these things. And they're asking me about American laws. And I didn't want to say anything else. Because like everything that I said, it would have them be like, oh, wow. We don't have that. And I got tired of them saying that. So I just stopped answering and they knew I stopped answering because they knew, they were, you know, they were feeling some type of way. They don't know what pain medications is to cope with a natural organ, you know, dysfunctioning and need to function as it ought to. A toothache, Tylenol, they don't know. They just got to suffer it out. Pray it away. And when women who get married, they get pregnant. And for those who have money to go to appointments with their husbands, they get beat. They get a paddle from the doctor and a nurse and the nurse beat them on their butt with a paddle, a hard paddle, because the nurse is mad that they have to do work with them. Making them work because they got to take care of you and that kid, making sure you take your proper medications, make I said, what? They get spanked? A woman who's married gets spanked if she's pregnant. Like she did something wrong because she's making them do their job. Where I was at, women that were pregnant don't even know what an ultrasound is. Don't even know what a first trimester, second trimester is. They say, all we know is the size, how our stomachs grow. And we know when it gets fully grown, it's almost the time. We don't know when. We don't know what we have and we don't know the condition. We don't know nothing. And that's all. And people only know how they've been told, how they've been taught, how they've been living. They don't know no other way. They wasn't provided another opportunity, naturally, to consider another way. And the husbands are run off whenever it's time for the baby to come because they feel helpless. They don't know what to do. Your wife in all this pain and you can't do nothing about it. And the husband feels useless. So instead of them, you know, feeling bad around her and not being able to help, they walk off until they hear the crying of the baby. Then they come and pick and hold their baby. They have to find things to cut the cord, drain the fluid from the nose and the mouth. And they've been, and God been seeing them through it all these years, generation upon generation. And guess what? 
those traditions have stopped. See how important it is to be used by God to go? Now people getting married because of love. They had no idea that you can marry be in love. Now women have say so as to who they want to marry. And men don't try to buy the women. They go to the father and ask, can I have your daughter have a marriage? And if the daughter say, okay, okay. If she say no, no. And it's a covenant before God. They have a celebration. They have a wedding. It's not just, come on, you go with me. If I don't want you, I'm sending you back. All those traditions God used me to end there. May history there. Many don't even know what soap is. They just use water. Never seen a toilet before. They dig a hole in the ground and cover up around straw and bend and stoop as low as they could to make sure it go in the hole and not outside the hole. And it smells like nothing but feces because they got to keep digging hole because it's going to eventually pile up. You got to cover it up and dig a new hole. And sometimes you forget what you did. And the homes are made out of clay. And they use the mud and other substances with the clay to make a house, to make a barn for them and their cattle. Because it's tropical storms, very severe. And the homes even smell like feces because they're using the mud in the ground, which they've been digging holes to use the bathroom in. Seen it all with my bare eyes. Was doing it also using my bare hands. When I wasn't in the city, in my hotel room, which was only at night to sleep. And that's why there were so many flies around. Because flies eat feces. So their biggest thing is not to starve. So we don't care about deodorant. We just wash our armpits. We don't even brush out. We don't even, you know. We take great care of ourselves the best way we can, but we're not going to spend our money on things that's not a necessity to us. And that's the culture. The women never even seen nail polish before. And I begin to polish, you know, their feet. They never wore lipstick before, so I let them use some of mine for those who are around me in, in that specific part that I came to visit. And they couldn't believe it. Imagine somebody crying tears of joy because you're polishing their feet. My God, look at my feet. I have color on my feet. Oh my gosh, this is lotion. This is what lotion feels like. A steak. What's a steak? 
crab. What's crab? What's peanut butter and jelly? And still get up every morning and leap for joy. I know what it's like to give birth and that is nothing to take lightly. And they don't have the opportunity to get no epidural. They experiencing all that pain. No ultrasounds. No prenatal care. And when I saw the leader of that country sitting down like he in a palace, about 250 pounds to 300 pounds, wearing all this gold, eating all this food on the camera, and yet got people where I just came to visit who don't have nothing but a shirt to wear. Now, I've seen people only wearing a shirt. A shirt. Some just wearing shorts. Some have no shoes. None. There are no trash can dumpsters. Like we got garbage men that come and pick the trash and take them to a place, a dumpster, where all the trash at and recycle or whatever. No. They have to burn their piles of trash. So you see just big trash bonfires everywhere. And that's why many people look at other people with anger. Because out of envy, you live better. You're treated better. There is no way in fiery hell that all the presidents and leaders could get together in United Nations meetings and not be on one accord with every nation. I come against greed. I come against pride and arrogance. One president want to take over all the other nations. Some don't want to share with any nation. Some want to give without. We're going to exchange for this and that. That's it. How about these same opportunities here be everywhere? And this man fell and cried out and said, where is this person? You're looking right at her. God knows what he's doing. Just be in the presence with these drivers currently before my ride arrives, they need God. They want to encounter God.
came across a man from Pakistan. He was talking about the Taliban's. How they just going crazy, violently, and getting away with it. Shoot you and go home and go to bed. Cut your head off and go eat lunch. Women have to cover up from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. If you even show a toe, you can be slaughtered. A woman spoke without being asked to be, you know, speak, you know, to be, you know, spoken to. For her to give feedback in response, she talked before being asked to say anything. And he took a razor blade and slit across her entire lip, horizontal. And her mouth was split open, looked like a snake. They would cut your eyes if you're looking where you shouldn't look. They don't have a voice there. They marry you off at 10. Even in parts of Asia, at one point of time, they were killing the girls. Every girl that was born, she would be killed because the population was too much in, in Asia. And they felt like they kill the girls because they can have babies and populate more people. They didn't kill the women, they killed the little girls. And that's why many of them are so easy to it. It's easy to adopt an Asian child in any other culture. They can pretty much just hand you an Asian child. I saw that even up close and personal. So we are needed for real. It's okay to go on vacation, enjoy life and all of that. But in the midst of that, it's like the enjoyment really comes from being a help for real. There's nothing more rewarding than to know that you help someone. I help someone versus me just doing life myself and doing and then helping whenever I feel like I can. No, how about being a help wherever I go? Without even holding back anymore. People are really realizing how prophetic I really am. I told someone right after they got married, God told me to give them a prophecy. You will conceive a little girl very quickly. I seen them. I saw her stomach. I said, mmm. She said, mmm. <laughs> wow. And so much glory being revealed when they get that ultrasound to hear that gender be revealed. It's a girl. Oh my gosh. She was right. Praise God. I get all kinds of invitations. Or just people asking, are you a psychic? Do you want to work alongside with me? Palm reading? Get thee behind me, Satan. No. And they're not being rude and being, you know, not trying to do it intentionally to, you know, dishonor me and dishonor God. They just see 
it for what it is naturally. Many people suffer because of a lack of knowledge. They think they're doing the right thing. Just using their gift and trying to get paid for it. That's all it is. You're prophetic. But you're using it to get paid. Let God reward us. Because we can't even fathom how he wants to reward us. So let's lift up things that's happening right now. That God have us to bring great change to. God is that intentional. I came across this young lady. And I said something about the guy that she's always with. And she said, oh, that's my fiance. Oh, wonderful. You guys are engaged. Yeah. And I have a girlfriend, too, that live with us. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all three of us. We together. We a couple. I'm engaged to him, and we engaged to her. So it's three of us. I understand by being around men who just openly saying they like men. Okay. And women who's openly saying they prefer women. But I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about the men who want to be a woman and the women who actually want to be a man. For a man to look himself in the mirror with a female hairstyle, makeup, taking hormone pills and having breasts, dressing like a woman, what do you feel when you look at yourself in the mirror? Because you know you weren't born a girl. You have that much knowledge to know you were born a boy. Now, why don't you want to be a boy? Why do you want to be a girl? And for the women, why do you want to be a man? You look at yourself and put on these tight-fitting bras to hide your breasts. Wear these baggy clothes to hide your shape. Having mustaches due to hormone pills. You look at yourself in the mirror. What are you thinking when you see yourself? Because you know that you're wanting to be something that you're not. You can never be a man. You're not created that way. Neither are you meant to be women. Oh, God. Yes. Okay. God said you have a dream. You have a dream. 
Quenisha, you have a dream. It's you and your dream. It's you and your dream. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about that dream? Make a difference. We know what it's like when people encounter God. If it can happen to us, it can happen to everybody else. No matter if you're in Afghanistan, Russia, Ukraine, South America, North America, borderline to Canada. If we can encounter God, they can encounter too. If we can give God our lives and have Christ to be the Lord of our lives, they can too. There's a very important question that I really meditated on regarding the nation of Islam. And I said, where is this nation of Islam? Where is the nation? And what's the name of the nation? Because that's all you talk about is the nation of Islam. What nation? What's the name of the nation? There is no name. Because there is no Islam. Not one Muslim can answer that question. Because there are none. Where is Buddha? Where is Buddha? Can he talk to you? He help you how? Hindu, where is he? God sent me to India. And these people were saying, we about to see God. We about to see God. Jesus coming. Jesus coming here tonight. I said, Jesus coming with Here tonight. He's going to show up here tonight. He's going to talk. They were talking about in the natural. I'm like, okay, I got to make sure I make it to this event. Because I want to see what they talking about. Jesus coming. Jesus coming tonight. And they were so excited and everything. I sit there in India. This man come walking with this, this hat on. Like a, I don't know what kind of hat that was. Like a birthday hat. And one of them cone hats. <laughs> a red cone hat with, you understand? Strings coming from it. And they're like, Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Jesus, look, there he is. Jesus is here. And he just walking like he's Jesus. I say, who, this man? They're looking at me like, yeah. You're not Jesus. they like, oh. <gasps> Almost had a heart attack. You're not Jesus. He looked at me like, shut up. Don't you ruin my show. I say, you're not Jesus. I said, until you confess that you're not Christ, you're going to experience every plague that was in the book. People are going to be like, oh my God, blasphemy, blasphemy, this woman. 
he started walking up the steps, his leg outgrew his body. I was seeing plagues that I didn't even see Moses, you know, release <laughs> using a rod and, you know, Egypt. This man's leg outgrew his body. He couldn't lift his leg up off the ground. His leg suddenly became like 500 pounds. Just the leg alone. He couldn't lift it up. It was too big. Sores started to peel, appear on his skin. Bumps and hair began to fall out. Flies and gnats were all over the place around him. Nobody but him. He was trying to run away from me. I looked, I looked at the people. I said, this is not Jesus. They started to believe he wasn't because that wouldn't happen to Christ. <laughs> he got so scared of the plagues that he begged for forgiveness. And the plagues went away. He confessed to the people, I'm not Christ. He gave his life to Christ. I never forget that encounter. I'll never forget that encounter. So continue to know that we have to be heard, we have to be seen everywhere. Because God is with everyone. Revival is not just us coming together and encountering God in ways we never have. No, revival is having a spirit that begins to live and begin to praise God and worship God having Christ to be Lord of their life receiving salvation that is revival you've been from out of living brought out of living one way to another way that's revival and I'm about to release that here with you. Revival everywhere. And I thank God that he have it to be so much easier these days due to modern day technology that everybody looking to be a part of something. One person do something, everybody start doing it. So good. One person praise God radically, we all start doing it. See revival everywhere. People want to come and be a part of it. Good. Join in. Hallelujah. It's my time for now. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. The time is now. No holding back. The time is now. <laughs>